The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. He calls it his, quote, woke up on the wrong side of the bed rant. That rant on Twitter is getting a lot of attention for calling out the premier and his government's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Patrick Imond is the owner of 111 Grill in Red Deer. He says normally his restaurant would be filled to the brim with Christmas parties and people getting together. In fact, he says the latest public health restrictions have resulted in 700 cancellations from now until the new year. He says tighter restrictions should have been put in place earlier to allow restaurants and retailers to capitalize on what is typically the time of year that they make a lot of money, the time of year that they're usually very busy. Patrick joins us this afternoon. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Hi, Jillian. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, no, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Uh, You bought this restaurant, what, uh, a year ago, September. That was a big move for you, wasn't it? It was a huge move, yeah. Definitely uh, a lot of uh, anxiety went into that whole process as well. So it's been a very... A year full of anxiety, I guess. Did you have Did you have a hospitality background, Patrick? What was you, what <clears throat> would, you know? Did you work in restaurants before? I did not actually. I owned a construction company for 23 years. We uh, did commercial construction, kind of all over so Western ha- Canada. So you went from commercial construction to owning a restaurant. Um, was it was that always a dream of yours? It was. Yeah, it was always something that I had in the back of my head as is a you know kind of an end of career kind of choice to make. And uh, once my kids grew up, this is kind of where I wanted to be, and my favorite place came up, so I had to take it. Your favorite place. I mean, that's just the stars and the moon, everything aligning. If your favorite place shows up, you have to get in there and buy it. Uh, tell us what that, that that those first few months were like for you, Patrick. Um, the first few months was definitely a learning curve. Um, just trying to get a handle on the business side of, of, like, it's a completely different business, right? So just getting a handle on that side of things was was tricky and learning how to manage the kitchen and the front of house. It's completely different type of employees. Um, So, you know, dealing with a lot of young ladies, a lot of, you know, younger guys, not guys that are used to being in the trades or the hard work that we're used to in the Mm -hmm. trades. Not that it's not hard work here neither, but... um, It's different. It's different, yeah. So just a different mindset, I guess, when dealing with people and all that kind of stuff and, and, you know, being out in the public eye and... And that kind of thing, I guess. But so six months after you bought it, uh, the first phase of of restrictions come into place. What March twentieth? What went through your mind at that point? Uh, yeah, March twenty first, we were forced to close. Um, I mean, through, what went through my mind was, you know, oh my God, how are we gonna how are we gonna do this? Like, I mean, you know, it's not like we're a, we weren't a burger joint or somewhere you can easily box food up and send it out and have the same experience at home as you would. You know, in our restaurant, um, in-house, our restaurant is, like, it's an old brick building. It's very, uh, you know, it's like a, a mu- little music club with fine dining. It's so it's like yeah. the ambiance of it is second to none, right? So, I mean, that's the biggest thing we have. So now to have to just box up our meals and send it out, it's it's just not the same kind of thing. But honestly, it, it went over super well. The support of the community was amazing through all that. And we just pivoted our menu. We we did, did different things to adjust, right? Um, so it went as well as could be expected at that time, for sure. 
All right. And then, and, you know, you continue to adapt, you continue to change, but boy, oh boy, six months in, seven months in, eight months in, you start to see the numbers, things get lifted. You start to see the COVID numbers um, creeping up again. I mean, was there a, was there a pit in your, in, in your gut when you, when you were seeing this, seeing these reports and hearing these reports every day? Absolutely. I mean, the writing was on the wall right in September. We knew we knew what we were going up against again. And I mean, so we've been kind of bracing for this since honestly, end of August, our staff okay. and me, I've been telling them on a regular basis that this can just flip again on us so quickly, right? Um, so those restrictions that were put in place a couple of weeks ago, um, those, those, uh, those ones that were, that were brought in just what, two weeks ago or a week and a half yeah. ago now, um, how have they impacted the restaurant? Well, I mean, having to dine with only people from the same household, that's yeah. a tricky one. So that definitely, as soon as that happened, we lost. That's when we started losing all our big reservations, of course. And um, so, I mean, you know, I heard you talking before in the prelude saying that was uh, 700. Well, that was 700 that we had in the books. It's probably closer yeah, to yeah. 15, 15 to 1,600 wow. that we lose over this season which is tough for sure. Um, also, the no entertainment anymore. Could never understand that if we were allowed to be open, it did not make sense to me to not be able to have, like, it's not like we were a concert venue. Uh-huh. It was just, you know, ambiance music while you're dining. Um, and a lot of those people relied on our our venue as well. So there's a definite trickle-down effect there. Patrick Imon joining me this afternoon. He's the owner of 111 Grill in Red Deer. And um, his Twitter thought, his Twitter thread on the weekend uh, caught my eye. And I thought, okay, we need to talk to Patrick and find out, you know, his his thoughts. You talk about uh, one of those restrictions about not being able to eat with uh, people outside of the folks that you live with. What kind of pressure, what kind of weirdness does that make for in the restaurant if you have a do you have to ask people oh do you guys all live together how do you check that like that that to me is seemed to have been a, a bit of an odd circumstance to put uh, you and your in your staff and and those right in, in the hospitality industry across the province in it was uh, it was definitely the first thing on my mind when i seen the new restrictions um as like any restaurant that has a host or a hostess, these are young people. These are, you know, 14 to 16 year old people that are host mm-hmm. to host host or hostesses, and to put that kind of pressure on them to have to deal with that kind of stuff is. Mm-hmm. So I I did ask that question immediately that day, and I was actually told that all you got to do is have them sign a thing that they're not from the same family, and that's and good enough. I said, mm. and I told, I did explain my, my concern with that is that, well, people will lie. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, sorry. You no, know, I was just going to say, I've just, you know, some people texting in saying, you know, I, I don't understand how Patrick thought he was going to have a, a normal or necessarily a, a good Christmas season, given the fact that COVID, uh, uh, you know, with the, with the restrictions that have been put in mm. place, what do you say to them? Well, we weren't expecting it to be normal, and it wouldn't have been normal. We still had our restrictions of tables separated properly and and that kind of stuff. But we did – it has cut our numbers in half because now it's basically just couples going out to eat. Uh It's not, you know, from having a four-top to a six-top, four four or six-top down to a two-top now, which is, you know, just 
lingo for how many people at your table. So if you're going from a two, a six from a two, I mean, not many households have six people in their household that they're going to be going out and eating with. Well, Patrick, this Twitter thread kind of outlined all the things that we've been talking about, but then you just you, then you really get into it. You lay it down, and in it you say, I'm just curious. You say you didn't shut down our economy earlier to protect workers like the 27,000 service industry workers in Alberta. Did you ever really think about the service and retail industries for that matter? If you did, I think even a dumb ex-construction guy like myself could have deducted. <laughs> that's what you wrote. That's what you wrote. I know, I know. <laughs> could have deducted that a shutdown in October may have ensured that the service and retail injuries could enjoy their busiest time of year by a mile, which would have let us all have a much better chance of survival during this pandemic. But instead, you wait until now. You're 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 a little ticked off on the delay. You're saying, you know what, we should have done this when we saw those numbers creeping up uh, a couple of months ago. Well, if you look at other provinces, I mean, Mr. Kenny's been many times on television saying how we've handled this better than any other province in Canada. Well, I think the numbers are showing us something different than that. And we've known this for quite a while. So, I mean, this, you know, to know other, other provinces were shutting down way earlier before us. I mean, restrictions were in place months before us. And I just feel that we could have avoided that for sure. And I mean, I think you could talk to just about any retail business or any restaurant owner right now, and they'd, I gotta think they'd feel a lot the same way. You 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 call you you question you go on to question the premier saying do you have any hindsight and I hope you do and are able to see what you've caused in these industries have you ever had employees that are constantly looking to you for security and knowledge in regards to a situation that I have no answers for um, yeah there you you, you kind of came out swinging uh, with uh, you know against the premier but I'm guessing as you said you woke up on the uh, other side it of the bed was, rant I, but it's it's frustration right obviously yeah, it's months of frustration it for you. It was definitely frustration, and understand, I I respect any world leader at this point because any political leader, because, I mean, this is an incredible, difficult position for these people to be in as well, and I would not mm-hmm. wish that on anybody. So I do have some sympathy in that regard, but I just wish that after the first lockdown we would have learned a little bit more mm-hmm. on how to handle the situation and adapted a bit better. I mean, we were all we were all called to adapt. And we, yeah, we do you know, constantly. You know, some people are saying, you know, the lockdowns in Quebec haven't really done anything, you know, and other people saying, you know, if you'd locked down earlier, it still would have hurt. What do you say to that? It would have hurt, but the numbers in September for us and for retail is, is not the same as what it is in November, December. Yeah. That's for sure. Not even close. And I mean, I, I get where I get where people might think that as well, but honestly in retail and restaurant industry november december january is the bread and butter i mean that's you rely on the on those three months have have you heard anything back from the province at all not from the province but i have had a lot of uh, quite a bit of feedback on it and for the most part it's been about probably 95 percent positive so Mm. um and i didn't want people to it wasn't it wasn't a sympathy rant it really wasn't it was just had to get it off my chest, and my wife is tired of hearing about it. And else. <laughs> I had to find a, a channel to, to vent on. And yeah. honestly, I've never really tweeted hardly anything at all in my life. And I make one tweet, and it just blew up. I, I really didn't know what to do with that. So. 
But I apologize you know, if I offended anybody, if anyone thinks that that something is, you know, or disagrees, which we're all entitled to our own opinion, right? But, well, yeah, disagreements make the world go wrong, uh, go round. I right. mean, if we all agreed on the same thing, it'd be pretty boring. And, and I think that's it's interesting, right. though, to listen to people from, you know, inside the industry or inside an industry that has really been pummeled over the past nine months and saying, hey, you know what, we maybe should have looked at it at, at it this way. Um, Patrick, before I let you go, um, what do you expect in the next couple of weeks? I mean, what are you thinking is going to happen here? And, 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 and what does the rest of December, January, February look like for 111 Grill in, in Red Deer? Well, at this point in time, I, I think we're headed for a lockdown within the next week. I don't think it's going to be two weeks. I think it's going that way. Even in the next few days, it could possibly happen. Um, I have a little bit of an inkling about that. But um, what holds for it's it's hard to it's hard to predict a week ahead right now, let alone yeah. three months. So, I mean, I, I do know our takeout side of things keeps us alive, but there will be layoffs and that's unfortunate. That's, you know, the biggest anxiety I have is having to lay off employees that you build relationships with and you consider them as family here. And it's, and we have to do that before Christmas. And I, I did make mention of that in my tweet as well, that that's the biggest anxiety that he's laid upon yeah. employers is having to lay our staff off before Christmas. Cause yeah. so I guess to go back to the last question, if, if I was to say anything to the people that are saying it wouldn't have made a difference, we'll tell that to the people we're laying off this month hmm. because being laid off in September for a month would have been a lot easier to take than this month. It's, uh, it was certainly a lot different. Yeah, Patrick Iman joining me this afternoon, the owner of 111 Grill in Red Deer. Patrick, thanks for, um, you know, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Uh, don't apologize ever for getting people, uh, you know, getting, getting them a little feisty on social media. I think that's part of yeah. uh, what it's all about. Um, you know, there's never there's never a, a wrong time, I think, for, you know, sharing what's on your uh, in your mind and, and on your heart. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are texting in saying, hey, you know what? when we can get down there we're gonna go go see uh, patrick at uh, 111 grill and i will too patrick i can't wait to well, check it out sounds like a really great all, spot sure. thank you all Jill. right all, all the best to you thank you so much you as well merry christmas yeah yeah, Merry Christmas. Patrick Iman joining us this afternoon. And yeah, you know, his Twitter thread is just was born of frustration. You know, um, like he said, he says, have you ever had to lay off employees at any time, let alone the holidays? I think not. We will survive barely and no thanks to you, but thanks to our amazing customers and staff. I hope during your Christmas break, you think of all the lives you've affected and not for the good. Um, yeah, tough talk, but it was from, from the heart. And, you know, I know there's a lot of you. There's a lot of you who have texted this show over the past nine months saying, hey, Jay, I've had to lay people off, and it's awful, and it's one of the, the worst things to, 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 to carry on your shoulders as a business owner is knowing that that's what's, uh, what's going to, to happen.